listeners and viewers to another week of Dedication, the Teachers Talking Terror podcast, where this guy, Mike, <laughs> and myself, Courtney, are going to hear talking about another movie, one that is a rarity on the show, one that we neither of us had seen before. We are talking this week about 2018's The Possession of Hannah Grace, a movie that you brought to the table. Yes. A uh, movie I hadn't even, honestly, hadn't even heard of. It it did well. Like, I don't know where I was that yeah. week. Um, I don't remember ever seeing ads for this. Uh, budget was somewhere between six and eight million. It made like 43 million at the box office. So, I mean, it did, it did well. I mean, it made, you know, five to six, seven times its money back. Mm-hmm. Where was I? You were not invested in Pretty Little Liars, so you but did not know ho- that Shane all- Mitchell was in something else. But it's a horror film. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I did mention a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Drag Me to Hell that, um, like, how, like, curse movies aren't really up your alley. Yeah. And how I'd mentioned, like, religious films mm-hmm. aren't really up mine. That may have been why it flew under my radar. Probably. Is possession and... Even in the trailer, like, the first thing to show in the trailer is, like, you know, like, Catholic priests. And, yeah. And may, that may have been it. It was like, yeah, eh, another possession movie. Because they do, they do all tend to feel the same way. Yes, they do. Someone's possessed, and then whatever Catholic priest is trying to perform the exorcism, but they're struggling with their own internal mm-hmm. demons. Yeah. Like, they all kind of feel the same. That may have been why I wrote it off. I just, I don't remember this movie. Um, but we did watch it. We talked, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, so, Possession of Hannah Grace. Um, like I said, I you're right. I don't watch Pretty Little Liars. I don't think I'm the target demographic. Um, I'm glad I'm not because <laughs> uh, it would be awkward for my students to come to school and like recap last week's episode of. Pretty they Little would probably Liars. love that. They would. Uh, they probably would for me. They their expectations of me are, are pretty pretty relaxed. Um, but can I just say this? This movie felt a lot longer than 86 minutes. Yes. Like, as I'm looking here at some of the, some of the, like, just the details, and I, first they caught my eyes, I'm like, this movie was only 86 minutes long. I know. Because the other movies we watched that are 86 minutes, it's like, that was they, so fast, it's over? It flew by. This one felt like 186 minutes uh-huh. long. Uh-huh. It did feel very long. Because yeah. there was so much happening in it. But at the same time, nothing happens in yes, it. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's, it's just, it's like, so bizarre. Because it's like, um, I don't know, it's it's like they had all these ideas that they started and then, mm-hmm. then like they went home for the night and when they came back the next day to finish, to continue working on the script, they forgot where they left off and things just kind of dropped. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Uh, let's let's get into the plot though. Let's let's um, I guess let's try to get into the main plot and, yeah. and of course all the uh, detours along the way. So your movie, I'm gonna let you take charge. Okay. So um, just a really brief backstory of it during an exorcism ritual, Hannah Grace, um, what they thought she had died, she ended up killing a priest. Well, she almost killed a priest. She and, killed one. Yes, she, and then the other lifted, one she had She just lifted choked. him in the air and then flung Threw him against him. Yes. I want to ask a question. Um, 
And I asked this to my wife when watching it. Where are they performing this exorcism? Yeah, good question. Is it an airplane hangar? Uh, are yeah. they doing are they doing this up upstairs at a basketball arena? Like they're performing this exorcism in the largest mm-hmm. space. Yeah. Like it's it's like a Catholic church warehouse. Yeah, and maybe that, maybe that's where they have it. I, it's of course no lights are on. I don't know no. why everybody performs exorcisms in the near I know. park. You know, like like they're um, and and granted it's jaded. I've seen The Exorcist so many times. I don't think you've probably seen it at all. So that's kind of like the granddaddy of exorcism movies. Um, and they did such a good job with that one that I think everything else is just going to pale by comparison. But I'm not comparing this to The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. But I was watching this. I'm like this. This room is gigantic. Yeah. Where are they performing this exorcism? Yeah. And why does it have just a lone bed? <laughs> and who? Who? Questions are flowing today. Who has a bed with a headboard not against a wall? Yeah. Also, just a very odd place. This must, like, they must just, in the Catholic Church, just have, like, an exorcist room. Well, it's more like an emporium. Yeah. This place is huge. The arena. Yeah. Um, (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And so she she ends up not dying right away. Her dad suffocates her with a pillow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was going to kill that other priest. And And he's like, I have to do this. Um, Something that kind of stuck out to me, which I said to Casey, I'm like, oh, another fly. Is uh, it had zoomed in on a fly landing on her, yeah. her hand, which might be important slash not important later on in the movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things. Yes. Like, Ooh, an ominous little yes. fly. That means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, her dad's name is Granger. Yes. Does that mean his her dad is is her name Hannah Grace like first middle or is her last name? I think her last name's Hannah Grace or her last name's Grace. Because when later on, when Megan is like researching her online, yeah, and it's just Hannah Grace. So is his name really Granger Grace? Yeah. Oh come on, better do better movie. <laughs> written by written by Brian Sieve. Come on, <laughs> you named a character Granger Grace. Yeah. And that it's a man, so it's not like that's it's not his name by marriage. Mm-hmm. That's his legit name. Granger's a last name. I like Granger. I but knew, it's not a, yeah, no, it's but, not a first name. No, but yeah, Granger, Granger Grace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Three months later, Megan is our main character, played by mm-hmm. Shay Mitchell, and she has um, she is an ex cop from the Boston t- t- Police Department, and you find out very early that she struggles with addiction to pills. Yeah. Um, she had a partner who was shot and she just failed to move. Like her body was just like paralyzed in that moment. Yeah. Um, she's got this night job, night shift job at the morgue. That a friend of hers that she met in a recovery yeah. group hooked yeah. her up with. Um, it's a really cool building. It is. It's, I, I read that they, um, like, they, it's it's not a hospital. Okay. Like, it, it is... Like, they filmed it at the Boston City Hall. Okay. But it's supposed to be just a generic Boston hospital. Another question. If you are a recovering drug addict 
Can you be a nurse? I don't know. I Seems wouldn't think be, so. I don't think so either. Like if, cause yeah. again, you, you probably are going to yeah. meetings because you've gotten in trouble mm -hmm. and you would think then that, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there are drug addicts yeah. that are nurses, but it just seems to be like a real conflict of interest. Yeah. When you're going to be delivering meds. And giving, yeah. As a drug addict. Do better, Brian <laughs> Steve. <laughs> this movie is slowly failing for you. No, 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 no. I've got good things. I've got good things. This is just me nitpicking. That's okay. That's all. I've got good, I do have good things. I do. That is okay. Um, so she trains for this job extremely fast. Like, <laughs> yeah. like we she just, talked about yeah. this. Yeah. Like, yeah, go ahead. The fastest I've ever seen anyone train. She sees everything done once and she knows how to do it. Yeah. She's she a pro. Get, yeah, she gets a 20 minute orientation the mm -hmm. night before she starts and then suddenly comes in with no one else around. Yep. Absolutely no references yeah. to check with. Hey, can you straighten this? None. And she remembers how to do everything. everything. Despite never doing any. Like, even when she went in for orientation, the guy was doing it all. She didn't yeah. do it. He just said, well, this is how you do this. And then did it. And this is yeah. how you do that. And then did it. And she's like, I'm never going to forget this. This she, is locked. She core is a memory. type of... She's the type of kid that everyone wants in their class. Like, she just... It's just done. She gets it. Yeah. Um... A man shows up and is aggressively trying to get into the building at this point. And she's yeah. like, just chalks it up as a homeless man is what it is. Well, she ends up stepping out, breaking the rules, probably because she had 20 minutes of orientation. And um, she helps the EMT guy carry a body in. Question. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> If you're part, if you're an EMT driver, if you're an EMT, not an EMT driver, if you're an EMT, um, can you work alone? I didn't think you could. It seems again to be not appropriate. Yeah, because I because, feel like every EMT I've ever seen it has a partner. Well, because if if the whole purpose of being an EMT is to help, now granted, obviously this pay, you know, this person is deceased so i is he just the the dead body delivery guy maybe because he is you know because otherwise you would need somebody tending to the patient while the other one drives and i guess i always thought the funeral home director went and picked up the dead body yeah or at least so do better brian <laughs> like so. again, it's like oh i'm the only can you give me a hand <coughs> sorry she's she's i can't leave the building yeah. sorry well my partner called in sick then they get you a replacement. Yes. Like that is you, why you, you have probably, someone on call. You probably should not be mm -hmm. driving bodies around by yourself. Yeah. And um this homeless man sneaks into the building. She checks it in. Um this corpse is like brutally yeah. murdered. Like they they did a good job they did. making this look real. Yes, yeah, they, they did. She's got, you know, the slashes on her, the burn I mean she looks, it is. Um, and this girl is identified later as Hannah Grace. So. Right. Actually, she's not identified. Well, yeah. Ma Megan has to research her. Yes. Um, this was just the ID that was found. And yeah. Megan researches her. Um, 
finds out just some odd things like her eyes are brown but they're blue yeah. little things that you see yeah. um fingerprint things not working so she can't run the fingerprints well, everything and the, yeah and the crazy thing is like the randy the emt uh-huh. you know said that um like they came a they came upon yes um just a man was like had stabbed her to death in an alley and was trying to burn her body mm-hmm. and he ran off i wonder if there's going to be a connection here um but he he runs off so then you know they've got her body and it yeah. is it's it's they did a really good job with the makeup they on did because because it was i won't say it was hard to look at but it looked realistic yes. enough to be like her skin looks like it has been sliced and mm-hmm. separated but not in like a freddie or jason kind of way yeah. where you know where they chop your arm off and it's just blood you don't ever see bones mm-hmm. or ligaments or tendons this like ooh, this looks yeah that looks like it hurt but what else does she find when she's researching Hannah Grace on the computer? She died a while ago. Three, Three months ago. Yeah. And it's like, one, how is her body not just like rotted? Right. It must have been cool outside. But yeah, like, and she read that she died during an exorcism. So yeah. um, she encounters a few other things that have kind of gone wrong in the thing. Like I said, the fingerprints, nothing, nothing's working. The door's not shutting. I know, man, (laughs) that was, that was, that was so repetitive. It was like open, close, open. It it feels like at least half a dozen times. Yeah. Look, Megan, I know that you're working alone and I know that you're likely bored and I know it's your first night. So it's not appropriate that you're working alone. But I don't think it's good practice to continually look at the dead bodies. Yeah, no. Like, the number of times that she opened up her her cabinet, pulled the body out, unzipped the body bag to look at her, and then zip her up and put her back. Mm -hmm. It's like, it it was like, oh, that's a bit taboo. Yeah. Probably, (laughs) like, your job is tag them and... Put them in the put them in the cooler. Yeah, like, like they're not going anywhere. Well, no, they shouldn't. But, but well, they shouldn't. But yeah. So Ma- Megan is. Uh, it's been a odd first night. Yes, and she soon encounters the homeless man who had come in, and it ends up being Granger, who is Granger Grace. Granger Grace, and um, he is dragging Hannah's corpse around. Yeah, like pulling it out, trying to get her through the exit to yeah. burn her. You gotta incinerate her. Because yes. if, if there's one thing Granger Grace knows is he know he knows the layout of the yes. morgue at Boston Boston Metro Hospital. Mm-hmm. Because he does. He knows his way around. Yeah. He for, for whatever all, reason. Yeah, and these are all motion sensor lights. Mm-hmm. And somehow he's maneuvering his way around the morgue without tripping any of the lights. Yep. He knows like it's he knows which door hannah's behind he knows where the incinerator is like everything he's a smart guy he is well he's he's he actually picked it up faster than megan did yeah megan megan saw it happen once and knew it granger just knows yeah a bunch of smart people in this movie Um, this is where granger lets megan know like hannah's not dead she's possessed like She's not, she's not dead. So here a little while later, um, Megan calls the police and her ex-boyfriend. 
Well, she called the security guards first. Yes, and they... And Ernie and Dave. Yeah. Uh, and they come... They're and, just like the typical... Yeah. Yeah. They, they're your typical late night hospital mm-hmm. security guards. They come and they do subdue Granger. Yes. And then the police come and get him. And then that's the end of Granger. Yes. Like we... Literally, we do not see him again the remainder of the film. You established him in the opening scene as her father. You bring him back to the morgue. Like, he's the one that's on this quest to dispose of her body for good measure. Because he knows. And then, like, third shift hospital security escorts him out of the movie. Yeah, he's just, he's no longer part of the cast. But he is, like you said, you're getting ready to say, he is replaced by Andrew. Yes, Mr. Kurtz. Um, who is also, he is still a police officer. Right. And um, he agrees to just kind of go over things and talk with her about the corpse. Um, he told that, he's the one that, didn't he tell her that she died three months? Yeah. Yeah, because he didn't believe her. Was yes. Like his hand yes. And he's he like, was she died take, three months ago. He was going to take the fingerprints and everything. Um because in a in a giant metropolitan city like Boston, yeah. every police officer knows exactly when people die. Yeah, exactly. Um, meanwhile, the door opens to Hannah's thing again. And get, Dave, get out. <laughs> Dave, the idiot that he is, yeah. goes in and checks. Yeah. And she has her telekinesis going again and yeah. kills him. Yep. Just sucks him up there and he's gone. Or or does he? Yeah, she does yeah. kill him. I was going to say, wait, did I miss something? No, 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 no. <laughs> she kills him, but he's not gone. Gone. Right, Cause, yes. Because we meet... Because we, we see meet, him again later. Yeah, we meet Demon Dave again later. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make any sense. No. Because nobody else that she killed came yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. But Demon Dave gets to. Uh-huh. And, um... So... Uh, Megan notices that some of Hannah's wounds are missing because again, she goes back to look at the yeah, body. Right. And yeah. it's it's like it's <laughs> it's like she's baking a cake. Yeah, you know, you you just keep checking it. Don't mm-hmm. let it overdo. Yeah, yeah, she does. She keeps looking and, no- and notices like some of those giant slash burns around uh-huh. her waist are gone. Like yeah. they've they've healed basically. Yes. And so she's going back. She's looking at all this security footage. And she sees Hannah's corpse crawling around the building. Yeah. A a quick, like, split frame of it. Yeah, Like, it's like a fraction of a frame she sees. And then just doesn't really freak out. No. She just kind of goes. Yeah. Like, no. No. You leave. You don't come back. Yes. This is your first night. The dead body you have checked on 18 times already, you just saw crawling on the security camera. You don't react to that like somebody dropped an egg. Yeah. And that's... No, you don't. You're not watching a TikTok video of something that went wrong. This literally is going on around the corner from you. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Mm-hmm. And... Um, she shows Lisa, who is her friend, and oh yeah, Lisa they, they is both like work thirds. whatever. Like that's not true. You're getting back into drugs, and yeah. um, just blames her like you're back on your addiction to pills. 
Well, it's like Hannah hears that. And as Lisa is in the stairwell, Hannah is, which I think was another cool shot of like mm-hmm. the bird's eye view running yeah. up the stairs. And yeah, yeah. Um, it was cool. She, she gets a hold of Lisa. Yeah. Which, um, never been an addict, so I've never been a recovering addict. But Lisa bailed on Megan quick for somebody who understands what she's going through. Yes. As soon as she saw the pill bottle, and she she rightfully questioned her on it, and Megan denied it. And again, Lisa undoubtedly didn't believe her, and I don't blame her. Yeah. But she basically was like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, no, like that's, you think that's going to help her? Yeah, exactly. Like if y'all are going to AA meetings together, NA meetings, then you need to uh, be there for her. And question, <laughs> um, is there really one ER doctor and one nurse on duty in Boston? Yeah, because I feel like there's more than that in Canton. Yeah, there are more than that in Canton. <laughs> But not Boston, yeah. not the city of Boston, where we have one, just one, third shift overnight doctor and nurse. Mm-hmm. We have two security guards and one doctor. Come on, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> well, what it is, what it is, is our budget's a little tight. Yeah. So we could get the point across without having a lot of people. Around. Yes. They don't need extra warm bodies. Ugh. Plenty of cold ones. Yeah, they do. Um, Randy, the EMT, comes back, delivers. Megan's like, listen, I can't help you, but I need you to come in here and look at this body. Like, it's healing. No one believes me. You know, that that might be why they only have one doctor on duty, because apparently in Boston, everyone just dies. Yeah, they do. Like, this is, like, I get the vibe that, like, Lisa and the doctor saw zero patients but Megan has had two dead bodies uh-huh. in her first eight-hour shift. Yeah, and it's... I From mean, the same EMT. Yeah. So is there just one EMT in Boston? There's just one, but there's two security guards. That's the only thing there's multiple of. That's the only thing that matters. And and honestly, the bigger, stronger one is the one that never leaves his desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... When Randy gets to leave, she notices, Megan notices the lift has closed by itself, goes back, investigates security footage, and she sees Hannah's body going into the lift. So she goes down to warn Randy, and um, Hannah's already gotten to him. Yeah. It was kind of cool. She got him in the parking garage. Like, she's like crawling down from uh-huh. it was a kind of cool shot because we yes. saw randy and then we see her behind him all blurred out but then there's this like this cat and mouse in the um in like the parking garage where she's like moving like i don't know where all these people are because yeah. there's a lot of vehicle there's actually multiple ambulances out there mm-hmm. in the parking garage um you know but she's like moving these you know these ambulance vans around to try to pin him in and then and then kills him. Yeah. Andrew shows up. And he's warning Megan because like, hey, Granger got loose. Yeah. He killed the two cops transporting him. Be safe like be safe. Right. I, and I forgot Granger. Granger came is back. yes, he is back. Okay, because this is where he gets Hannah's body and goes to shove her in the incinerator and he gets thrown in there instead. Right. 
So yeah, that's, right. I've, that's where yeah. we. I. I did too because I agreed with you as well. That's where we write off Granger. Right. Fine. Now he's gone for real. Right. No jokes this um, time. No. And then Andrew comes across Randy's body. Mm-hmm. And has the same reaction Megan did when she saw Hannah on the screen. Just. <gasps> like, yeah. No. This is a deceased human being <laughs> yeah. who's been violently killed. And your reaction is not to call for backup. Nope. I'm the only cop in, on duty in Boston tonight. Yep. Are we sure this was Boston, Massachusetts? Maybe it was like, I don't know, a smaller Boston. It had to have been. Had because there, there are just one of everything. I'm checking here. Um, it was probably Boston, Kentucky. Or Boston, Alabama, or Boston, Georgia, or Boston, Indiana. That's my guess. I'd go with Boston, Indiana. Boston, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't really ha have any accents or anything. No, they didn't have a southern accent. Yeah. So okay, we'll say Boston, Indiana. Yeah. This, this isn't Boston, Massachusetts. This is Boston, Indiana. <laughs> and um, Granger explains to Megan that. Hannah struggled with depression and like it just got worse and the demon fed off of her. Right. And um <laughs> Boston so, Indiana's Boston Indiana's population is 149. So yes, this is Boston yeah, Indiana. Yep, yep, you only need it. you only yeah. need one doctor, you only need one nurse. <laughs> um yeah, both unfortunately one of the two pre Catholic priests are dead. But yeah, yes. this has got to be Boston <laughs> Indiana. Population 149. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Really nice yeah. hospital, though. They do. It's probably bigger than the town. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of the town. Yep. Yep. They they have a building that says bank. <laughs> Go to the bank. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to the bank. Perfect. Um, so, Granger wonders why Hannah killed Dave and Lisa and not Megan. And... Casey watched this movie with me, actually. Yeah. And so, um, well, like, side-eye watched it. <laughs> right. And, uh, we watched it from behind the blanket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while he threw his <laughs> phone at several several little pop-ups. Um, and he thinks that she, because um, Megan struggles with these as well, that yeah. that is why Hannah has not killed her yet. Because she kind of, like... She understands what it's like to right. struggle with it. And um, so that's what he said. And he's like, are you going to say that in your podcast? So I will. She, she, does Casey listen? No, probably not. Okay. No. If it's not golf or basketball. Fair enough. He listens to me through the door. That's about it. Yeah. And my wife doesn't listen either. But that's okay. She, um, again, hears me through the wall. Yeah. And so Granger has been pushed into the fire and Megan gets locked in her refrigerated drawer where she finds Lisa and I didn't get that. Could you <laughs> Siri doesn't know no. um, Lisa and Dave. She finds yeah. demon Dave. Yes. Demon Dave. They are both in their refrigerated drawer. Um, meanwhile, Andrew and Ernie come to Megan's help. Hannah is crawling on the wall like spider monkey, yeah. spider man kind of looking. Tries to kill Andrew, but this is where Megan 
like makes herself kind of gather herself together and she shoots Hannah with Andrew's gun and drags her to the crematorium. And, um, this is, they, they did have like a little altercation here because it's like, Hannah's like begging not to be pushed into the fire and like trying to pull herself out and Megan's pushing her. And, um, that, that happens to be the end of Megan or Hannah. Question. If you were trying to use your hands to shove someone into an open crematorium fire and your arms extend into the burning device, would you not get burnt? Yeah, not not what Steve, like is that we, his name? Steve yeah. doesn't think so. No, it's Brian. Brian, Brian, Brian Steve. Steve. Yeah, he we, doesn't we think so. We literally... Literally see the flames licking outside of the open. Yeah, like yeah. this is the hottest fire on the planet, right? And she has shoved her in with her arms inside of it, and never gets her hair doesn't get singed, mm-hmm. nothing. Nope. So good for you. Do better, Brian. <laughs> and um, it closes out with Hannah Megan is um talking and she mentions like she's been sober for a few months um she's just pulling herself kind of together to fight her depression she likes to run she really likes to run she does and in other movies that i've seen with her she runs as well she's a runner runner? as well yeah she's the tom cruise of contemporary actresses tom cruise runs in a lot of his movies Yeah, she, but yeah, that's Hannah, the possession of Hannah Grace. Yeah, start with her dad, Granger Grace. Yes. And Ernie Gaynor, the the security guard who helps at the end. His last name is, also starts with a G. So. Wow. Ernie has a last name, but Dave doesn't. Nope. Dave is just Dave. He has a crush on Megan. Yeah, he he does. He does. He literally just met he, her. It's he, not a crush. He's, it's he likes the fact, way she looks. Yeah. It's not a crush when you yeah. just like how they look. It's <laughs> like you you have an infatuation. You're yeah. looking at her and you're like, she is an attractive lady. Mm-hmm. And I am a third shift security guard at a hospital. So I have no game. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to try and scare her all the chances I can get. And that's, it works. That's the way to a woman's heart. It works because it scared me. Yeah, him, first... him, him jumping out from behind that door. <laughs> that first one got me. Yeah. I wasn't uh, ready. 86 minutes. 86 minutes. This felt much longer. Yeah. I feel like I just talked for 86 minutes, too. You didn't, though. You didn't. <laughs> so. Um, so. Shall we grade this thing? Yes. All right. Um, okay, I did. I liked the... You know, special type of how they made Hannah Grace's body look. Mm -hmm. I did like those types of things. Um, It really like, it was just like a bunch of little stories, kind of like we talked about pushed into one big book that, um, so I'm going to go with the C plus. Okay. Um, It wasn't my favorite, but I'd watch it again. You're going to have to, to get the story straightened out. I know. Um, I'm, I'm going to give it a C minus. Okay. It, I, I really like the premise. I did. Of 
You know, because if I feel like the vast majority of exorcism movies that I've seen or remember seeing, like the story's over when you've cleared the demon. Mm-hmm. And this movie thought they cleared the demon, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Because it's usually, it's like you struggle, you struggle, you get the demon out of the body, and then the game, you know, the movie's over. This started with, okay, she's dead. We yes. got her. And then. It's really cool, too, that it takes place three months later. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to seen more, less emphasis on, like, Megan and her struggles. And just more with the unbridled force of Hannah Grace. Yes. Um, you know, I don't necessarily need to see three months of Granger trying to get his daughter. But I would have liked to seen Granger stick around more. Yeah. As the, like the, not the lead hero, but more like the hero trainer mm-hmm. to, to where like, cause he, he had a very important part. He, he did. was a father and he, he's basically been battling her by himself for three months Yeah, and he got caught, which is fine. And so, but then he, he shows up again, you know, um, I just felt like if, there was just things mixed in that didn't necessarily fit. Um, they spent all that time on, you know, on Megan's backstory of addiction and in depression and losing her partner and her boyfriend and which all is fine. But you called this movie, the possession of Hannah Grace. Yes. And then really we never saw her. Possessed. Yeah. We focused on Megan. It was on Megan. Like and her job. Yeah. Um, and so, they ha- I felt that they had plenty of opportunity there of Granger as this force of good versus his daughter, who's the force of evil. And then Megan, this hapless morgue attendant, gets trapped in the middle. Like, it started to mm-hmm. head that way. It really did. And then, you know, just dippy security guards yeah. get intervene. And then suddenly Granger's gone for a while. Yep. But then you bring Granger back, and he's now he's a bad guy. Because he got loose and killed the two cops. Like, hold on. Granger murdered two armed police officers, but he couldn't escape yeah. two hospital security guards? Yeah, exactly. Like just, just those, you know, those kind of Little things. Little things, yeah. And it's like, you think about it too much, and you're really like, come on. You know, like, there was an opportunity here for him to mm-hmm. be this anti-hero of sorts. And then he's burnt. And that's okay. I was okay with Hannah dispatching her yes. dad. But that that's when it should have turned over. And I guess it kind of did. But I was really never convinced that Megan was strong yeah. enough to get the job done. No. And I, I think that, like, a lot of it is... So the film I read was originally titled Cadaver. Cadaver, yeah. I and that. I think that if they would have stuck with that, then maybe people wouldn't expect so much of Hannah Grace in it. Possibly. Because it would have just been like, oh, okay, you know, a dead body, a cadaver. Right. Like, right. maybe had they stuck with that instead of, I mean, because, like, I looked it up on Hulu and, like, I couldn't even find it under cadaver. Like, it's only under right. the possession of Hannah Grace. So and, it's like. And, yeah. And plus, it kind of needed to decide what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, was this. Let me look real quick. It is. What was it rated? are I mm. um let's see here uh, bah, 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 bah. 
Possession of Hannah Grace rating. You mean like it's it's rated R. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, and so it's rated R, but it it's just too safe. Yeah. Like if you if you've got the R rating, go for it. Yes. And they didn't go for it. Yeah, I feel like, like the only thing that made this rated R is because they're struggling with drugs or something. Because it's like No, it's rated was, it's, yeah, there was some language um, the drug thing wouldn't have been a big deal. That, okay. they would have, that would have been fine for PG-13. Because they never showed her taking drugs. Yeah. Um, the references to drugs Very are fine. Very true. Um, what, what made it R was um, the priest in the beginning scene. I mean, that would have been a straight yeah. R right away. The dad murdering his daughter. That, you know, those kind yeah. of things. But it's like, I didn't necessarily need more gore. But I felt like they were... I get a feeling that the filmmakers were trying to make this as tame of an R as possible mm-hmm. in the hopes of it being a PG-13. Yeah. Because... Get more people in there. Yeah, because if you have a PG-13, now teenagers could go see your movie. Yep. And teenagers watch Pretty Little Liars, so here That's we go. That's right. Um, but it didn't get there. And, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and so because it didn't get there, it just felt like some lost opportunity. Like, they didn't... They could have gone really on board and and let hannah grace just be this destructive demonic force um but they didn't like and and it's like and i understand she was a kid so i was totally fine but it's like but and what i say was i think they're trying to go for pg-13 is even the way that they put they she was constantly positioned as a corpse Mm -hmm. um that's not how corpses are put yeah at a morgue I'm not never been there, but I don't think they're put down that way. Yeah, not in like, um, you know, wo- like they're back in the womb. Yeah, well, or they're positioned in such a way that we see that she's naked, but the way her arms and legs are maneuvered, you don't see anything. Yes, which is fine. I'm yes. okay with that. Yeah, but it's like then then don't make her naked. Yeah, just exactly. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's like if. Uh, you know what I mean? It just feels like we're going to show her that she's naked so that you can see the yeah. wounds. But we don't want to go overboard and actually show anything mm-hmm. nudity because we might get a PG-13 out of this. Yeah. You know, like, it just felt like they couldn't decide what they wanted to make. Um, and so C- minus on that, not because of any performances. I think everybody was fine. I really like the premise of it. I just think it was a really good idea mm-hmm. that fizzled out. Um, with people, people showcase that shouldn't have been all of the security guards and Andrew, uh, Granger taking kind of a back seat, and then just like I don't know, just a lot of those weird decisions. Yes. Like, and so that's where it gets my C minus. Um, what about a lesson? This is, it might be another one of those tough ones. That <laughs> it is. Um, this is more for like the older people older children I guess um just because like this does talk a lot about depression and I know Mm -hmm. that I've I've mentioned this I feel like other videos there and podcasts that we've done like but it is something that is so big in kids today like we do a risk assessment um and it's kind of scary how many kids are read just in our small school and it's like that that hurts my heart as a teacher because it's like these kids are young and like I have kindergartners who could possibly be struggling with depression. It's just not diagnosed. And 
they don't know how to address it. So no, not a clue. I definitely think that something that is very important for those older kids is like, it's okay to not be okay. Like, it is not taboo to go to therapy. It is mm-hmm. not, it's not frowned upon to make yourself better and to try and be better for yourself. And talk about your feelings. Yes. All that is totally Fine. Yes, and like and healthy exactly. And I, I won't say names obviously for confidentiality, but, but I have a student in my class right now, again kindergarten, who, who uses our teletherapy services, and it's like this child's mom has pushed this child. Like, if you want to talk to someone, then that's fine. And it's like this, child, but it's just like it's healthy that this kid knows, like you know what, it's okay to want to talk to someone about things. Yeah, like, absolutely, it's okay. Right. I think that's well well put. Um, my my message is going to be um, similar to that, but um, there was a part in the movie, and I mentioned it earlier, when we know Megan is struggling with addiction. Um, she seems to have rebounded, but she's still, like, she stole some pills from Andrew when he moved out, and she just keeps them as a security blanket. Uh, and her friend Lisa, who also is a recovering addict, uh finds her finds the pills calls her out on it and it basically bails on her mm-hmm. um if you have a friend in trouble be there for them like help them yeah. get help you know eat and and listen to them and you know apply a little bit of trust i suppose but i just felt like the way lisa handled it just just bailed like nope if this is yeah. the life you're going to live, yeah. I, I'm out. Um, and it's like that, if a person is struggling, um, leaving them to their own devices is not going to, they're not going to wake up. No. They're not just, they're not going to shake the cobwebs out and be like, what was I thinking? They're, uh-huh. they're going yeah. to go further into the hole that they're already in. Um, and and then you're just left with, you're left with self-excusing of, mm-hmm. well, it wasn't my fault. Yeah. You know? Um, and so be there for your friends. Like, it's it's important. So that goes kind of hand in hand with your ad is it's it's healthy and normal to be open about your feelings. And if you know someone is struggling with something, be there for them. Like, you yes. may not, even if you're not sure how to help, just let them know you're there. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't have to say anything. Like, I'm not good with words but you know i tell my friends like i'm here to listen i'll be a good listener so lend that ear that they might need right right so we'll put we'll put okay moving on to next week we had a conversation earlier today and your thoughts were i don't care if we shuffle it or not but i kind of want to watch a stephen king movie i do which is fine now the thing is we talked a little bit earlier about possibly which one, but there are a lot of them. There are. Have you read much Stephen King? No, I don't read. Okay. So. I'm, I'm the worst teacher. I'm like, I don't read. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Um, so I we talked about one in particular, but I think it's fair that we could expand on options. Okay. I mean, just to be fair, because that is, that's a good one, and it's one that I really like, but I think it's fair... Um, that we talk about more. And I will be more than happy to give you kind of a quick synopsis of what they are. Okay. So how many, I'm looking right now at a very, um, a very opinionated list of. Are you going to ask me how many I've seen? 
No, I'm going to ask okay. you how many. I'm going to ask you how many you want to hear about. Um, let's do the top three. Top three. Okay, I'm going to do top three scary Stephen King movies. Okay. Because um, there's a lot of movies out there that are Stephen King that you don't may not realize. Movies like Shawshank Redemption. You ever heard of Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, but I've never seen it. Shawshank Redemption is I, Stephen King. Did he do Carrie? He did do Carrie. Oh. And that did, was his, The that Green was his Mile? First, yep, Green Mile as well. Wow. Yeah, he Carrie was his first novel, actually. I'm over here thinking I've only seen It by Stephen King. Right. No, you've probably seen more and you just don't wow. realize it. Um, and so, top three. Number one on this particular list is Carrie. Um... Have you seen Carrie? Yeah. Okay, so... We'll and I've seen one. both, the new and the old one. I've only seen the original, um, and I really like the original. Yeah. Brian De Palma, K Sissy Spacek, John Travolta. Um, I really like that one. Uh, Misery is a very good one. Actually, um, Misery uh, was an Acad um Kathy Bates won the Academy Award for Best Actress for that movie. Um, quick synopsis... Uh, there's a writer, Paul Sheldon, who's kind of struggling, and he gets into a car accident, and the person who saves him, her name is Annie Wilkes, Annie Wilkes just happens to be the self-proclaimed biggest Paul Sheldon fan. So as she's nursing him back to health, she's unhappy with the way a, a recent book has gone, so she wants, so she's basically, she's crazy. I want you to rewrite that. I think I... Okay, that sounds really familiar, but okay. Um, let's see. Dead Zone is a good one, but it's not really scary. Stand By Me is an excellent movie, but it's not really scary. The Shining is a great movie. That one is is horror. Is that with like the twins? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen um, it, but... Children of the Corn is fun. It's goofy. It's, it was one of my favorites growing up. I have never watched that. The simple fact, like growing up in a cornfield, yeah, pretty same. much, I was like, yeah. mm, no, I'm not watching it. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a fun movie. Do you know the premise of it? Uh, no. Uh, we've got um, one day just out in the middle of uh, out in the middle of the Midwest um, in a Nebraska town, the this religious cult of children basically rises up and all the children in town murder all the adults and so now they they run the town and once you become an adult like of age like they sacrifice you to um to the cult well a new doctor and his wife their car breaks down in town so they've got two adults in town and they're fighting to survive um, Christine is another favorite of mine directed by John Carpenter the guy who directed Halloween Christine is about a car a okay. car with some with with a, a soul basically um, and in the devotion it has to its owner okay uh, but it is it's a very well made movie you've got the mist that my wife absolutely hates it's not a terrible movie it actually gets but it's it's goofy in that there's like giant monsters and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Creep Show is kind of an anthology of like three or four different short horror films. Um, but I, I really, I think we should watch the one we talked about. All right, that's fine with me. Pet Cemetery will be next week's pick. Yes. Um, 
like there's other great ones. Cujo's a great one about a rabid St. Bernard. Um, I'm not a fan of 1922. I haven't seen it. It's, I don't know. I seeing. I've looked up now. Maybe I have. Maybe I have seen it, and I just I wasn't overwhelmed by it either. Yeah. Cujo was an early '80s movie about a about a rabid Saint Bernard um, that basically holds a mother and son hostage in their broken down car. Um, and uh, that's it's really good. Silver Bullet is a werewolf movie from the mid '80s. Of course, you mentioned the Green Mile. Needful Things is a really cool one. Basically, the devil opens up a thrift store in the small town, and and everybody like anything you want you can find in this. So it's like everybody's wildest oh. dreams are found in this thrift store. But of course, he's the devil. So in exchange, yeah. he takes your soul. Um, so there's a lot of really good ones. Uh, Thinner is about a gypsy curse. I'm sure you'd love that one. 1408. 1408 is a great movie. I, I love Samuel L. Jackson. John Cusack. That's really just those, pretty much just those two actors. Uh, John Cusack is a, he's kind of like, um, how do I want to phrase it? Like he, he debunks haunted houses and things like that as a journalist. Okay. And he, um, and the, I think it's the Dolphin Hotel, but they supposedly have the most haunted hotel room on the planet. So he agrees to stay a night in the hotel room to just debunk that it's haunted. Of course, you know, you can only imagine yeah. what goes on. It's not as it's not as uh, simple and straightforward yeah. as he was hoping. Uh, really good movie though. Um, but I think I'm in the mood to watch. I'm in the mood to watch Pet Cemetery. That's the one you mentioned. Uh huh. Um, I think it's very effective. It is to me. It's one of the creepier Stephen King movies. It's just there's kids. Yeah. If anything with kids, like I said last week, um, is spooky because like kids yeah. are so innocent. Yeah, they are. Um, and this one, they they are still innocently guilty. Yeah, like they're not even aware of the guilt that they're doing. But it's um, it's it's gory and gross and sad and creepy and it's just really effective. I really like this movie. So I'm glad you brought it up because, like I told you earlier today, my wife just a couple weeks ago was like, "You guys need to watch something Stephen King." Yeah, I mean, and I'm surprised we haven't yet, but so he just we're only like 20 episodes. Yeah, in. Yeah, like, realizing how much he has, though, oh, yeah. it's crazy. Dude just keeps cranking them out. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Like it's like I mean, we've covered more Stephen King movies on the other show. Wow. On my other podcast, just and they weren't and not even horror films. I've heard that Shawshank Redemption is really good. It is. Um, last I checked, um, it is the highest rated movie of all time on the Internet Movie Database. Wow. Yep, it still is. Number one. Oh, Hearts in Atlantis. That's the guy that plays... Uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Yep. Clearance. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yes. Shawshank Redemption is still the number one ranked movie on the Internet Movie Database. <laughs> with... It has a 9.3 out of 10 with 2.7 million reviews. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's good. It's, and that's and that's that's one of those movies that if it's on TV, my wife mm-hmm. and I, if, if it's on, we stop and watch it. So. That's how I came across The Green Mile. Casey stopped and watched it. But yeah. I I didn't yeah. watch all of it. But yeah. So. Huh. But Pet Cemetery, You're going to like Pet it. Pet Cemetery. You're going to like it. 
So, and there is a remake. I haven't watched the remake yet, but I'm a big fan of the original. So, all right. Well, next week we will be back for Pet Cemetery. Not your first Stephen King movie, after all. I know. (laughs) Believe it or not, I've seen more of him than I Uh, thought. Just not horror films. Yeah. I. Um, if you if you hadn't seen Carrie, I was going to pitch either Pet Cemetery, Carrie, or Christine. Yeah, um, Carrie was. I don't even know when I had seen it, but I watched it in the new one, and then I think my Grammy was like, "Oh, there's an older one," so I watched the older one. But yeah, good. it was pretty good. Yeah, and they do they both deviate a little bit from the book. I've read yes. the book, um, and so the book's really good as well, but. Yeah, I uh, I went on and Gerald's Game is one that came out just a few years ago. That that book, it's it's one of those like six seven hundred page books, and I read it in like three days. I could oh not goodness. put that book down. <laughs> and the movie does a really good job too. That'd be a good one to cover. It's um, a husband and wife who are kind of struggling with their marriage go on like a surprise getaway to their lake house, and uh, and like it's in the fall, so like everybody else is gone from the community. And they're kind of playing some games, and he, they, she agrees to be handcuffed to the bed, um, and then he gets a little too aggressive, and so in an effort to like kick him off, you know, yeah. like to get her off of him, like he falls back and splits his head open and dies, and she's chained oh. to the bed. And so that's not really giving much away, but yeah. the whole rest of the movie is just the horror of how am I going to get out of this situation? Uh-huh. Like nobody knows I'm here, and and she starts hallucinating, and um, it's it's a it's a great book. It's a very solid movie. Um, like I said, I'm not. It's just the premise of it. Is, yeah. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> and so we get a watch. It's 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 uncomfortable to watch. Like, man, that's what do you do? You, <laughs> you know? lay there and die, probably. Yeah, and, like, then, and then cut your arm o- off. Yeah, not only what do you do in a normal situation, but what do you do if that happens to you in a Stephen yeah. King book? You know, because now you know there's other things that are going <laughs> mm-hmm. to happen. Um, yeah, and it's 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 a really fun one too. But we will be back next week with Stephen King's Pet Cemetery, the original Pet Cemetery, not the remake. Um, so the one with Fred Gwynn, uh, he played Herman Munster in the Munsters TV show. He's the old man across the street. You wouldn't know it, but yeah, no, he's he's my favorite character in the movie, <laughs> by far. Like, love that character. Uh, so, social media, you know where to find us: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, share with your friends, share with your loved ones, share with your neighbor. Um, shout it from the rooftops. The weather's starting to get nicer. Why don't you play our podcast in your car with the windows down and the system up? Like, really crank it so people could hear us talk about Brian Sieve and his ability to write (laughs) a a coherent plot. Um, So, uh, that's another week of education. Courtney, you have anything to send us out with? Nope. Have a great rest of your week. And hit us up, follow us, subscribe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we will be back with a much, I, I believe, a much more favorable review. I I want to make it clear. I am not. I promise you, I am not. Hey, even if you critical. wouldn't have liked it, that's okay. But I just, I want to be clear. This is not going to be a situation where any idea you bring to the table, because I did, I really like the premise. 
Uh, Never bringing I, another movie again. Exactly. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> You're just going to bail. And, no, uh, I... Hey, they can't all be good. Right. So, all right. Again, I brought Drag Me to Hell to you, so... <laughs> fair enough. All right, well, uh, Pet Cemetery next week. We'll see you guys. You guys have a good rest of your week. Bye.